Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. All right. Hello, Marriage Helper audience. Hope everyone is having a great beginning of 2019. Um, I would love to know that people can hear us. I don't know that they can because I haven't plugged that thing back into my computer. I would love to know that people can hear us. Um, We're going to work on, I'm going to work on trying to contact someone on our team and make sure that we're coming through. Even with the new year, some things don't change like possible connection issues. So Joe, can you speak while I see if we're coming through? Actually, we have a little intro we'd like to play for you. Jesse, are we ready for that? Okay. And then we'll get this program going. Okay. About 30 seconds. I can't hear that in this. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to. Okay. I'll let you know when you're going live. Welcome to 2019. It's a great year. It's going to be a great year. I saw a meme already that somebody said, I messed up already. 2020 is going to be my year. (laughs) That's how I felt yesterday. I was like, I had all these New Year's resolutions. And then for every year on January 1st, my husband and I go eat Indian food. Every single year, we've done it eight years of our marriage. So that's what we did yesterday. And of course, we go to this huge buffet. And I'm like, I'm only going to eat one plate. I'm going to eat so well this year and totally went overboard, but it was delicious. It was delicious. It was totally worth it. So welcome to Marriage Helper Live. This is a relationship program where we'll do everything we can to answer your questions about relationships. And so if you'd like to call us, assuming that we're actually on the air and it's actually working, is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And whenever you hear that answering call, when you hear that response, then press the number one. And that puts you in the queue so that uh, our screeners can talk to you. And then we'll take the questions as rapidly as we can and deal with as many questions as we possibly can on the program. Now, Kimberly, I know that you are asking, are we actually on? We are. On? We're good. Okay. So we're on Facebook and we're on Blog Talk uh, at the same time. And everything's working. Everything's working. Okay. So as we, uh, as our screeners are talking to people, getting their questions and et cetera, so they can let us know who they are and where they're calling from, uh, we'll be ready in just a moment. Or do we have one already? Yeah, we have one. So our first caller is going to be Anna from Florida, who has a question about her husband possibly being in limerence. Anna, can you hear us okay? Yes. How many, how many yes, we I can hear you. Yes, just a quick backstory. Um, my husband began an affair um, late July, and, you know, just listening to podcasts and, and getting the information about limerence, and it just seems like that totally fits him because he's just totally enraptured with this person, and this person can do no wrong. But what's different maybe in my situation is I've never experienced the vilification um, he's never 
said mean things to me. He still says, mm-hmm. I love you so very much. I just don't understand why this person has this hold on me. You know, please mm-hmm. wait. Uh, let me figure this out. So it makes me wonder, you know, is he truly limerent? Is is it just manipulation? I mean, he just, his personality does seem to it's change. But like I said, he, he just does not vilify me at all or, or you know, still says he loves well, me very deeply. Thing. That's a good thing, Adam. Understand that, that mm-hmm. limerence, that we, we in the social sciences measure different kinds of love. For example, Sternberg, when he talks about love between like a husband and a wife, he can measure eight different kinds of love. And and so when we talk about limerence, in what we say is this is a kind of emotion, because it comes under the category of love, we'll call it love. But this is emotion that we can actually identify by certain criteria. Now, just as in medical science and the social sciences, it's not always consistent. What I mean by that is this. There's some differences with different people. So if you had a particular disease, for example, you might have eight of the 10 most common characteristics or seven of the 10 most common characteristics and may not have the other two or three. The same thing will be true when it comes to limerence. What we look for, and and the real identifying, uh, I'm hearing some noises kind of throw me here. Is that our system? I I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I get distracted easily. You know, I'm I'm 142 (laughs) years old and anything distracts me. So I apologize. The the primary thing we look for in limerence is an uncontrollable emotion. In other words, when he says, I I don't know why I feel, but I have this strong compulsion toward the other person. That's the key identifier because it becomes obsessive. So one of the characteristics of limerence is the fact of obsessive desire for reciprocation from the other person. I want him or her to feel as intensely about me as I feel toward that person. Also, sometimes, and almost always this one involves, would be obsessive thinking. In other words, he tends to think about her a lot. So the things like debilification and those kinds of things, typically if they happen, they happen in what I call phase two. But they don't don't always happen then. The fact that he's not vilifying you is actually a good sign. That's a good thing. Because typically that happens, that part happens, when a person um, starts rationalizing ending this marriage to go be with the L.O., the limbered object. And since he's telling you that he still loves you, he just can't understand this overpowering emotion he has toward this other person, means that in all likelihood, there's nothing going on inside of his head that's trying to justify leaving you, which is typically when the rewriting history occurs, typically when the vilification occurs. So what you're describing sounds to me as if it is limerence, but it sounds like you've got the best version of it in the sense that he still loves you and he's not mm-hmm. doing all these terrible things. So it's not good, okay? I know that you don't mm-hmm. want him to feel those things. Well, he has we to her. He ha- he is living with her now, like for the last month. <laughs> but he's still calling okay. me daily, telling me he loves me, things like that. So he's obviously torn tremendously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do when he calls you and tells you that he loves you? I I just try to say I try to use smart contact, and I try not to contact him, and and just mm-hmm. try to say I understand you're, that you're having a hard time. I still love you too. I understand this mm-hmm. is difficult. I try to just be understanding. Mm-hmm. Has there been any kind of a contacting of attorneys by him, you or anybody? No, no, he has never. Like, um, I think he's told, I think he's told as a fair partner that he has asked for a divorce, but he's never asked me for a divorce. Okay, and and when it comes to the finances, is he still giving you all the money that you need? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. All right. So in a sense, you're what we would call in the valley, or at least he is what mm-hmm. we would call in the valley. And the valley is when mm-hmm. he has a relationship with both the spouse and the affair partner and has no real um, motivation to change that right now because things are getting along with you at least to some degree and they're getting along with her at least to some degree. And that's what we call the Valley. We typically mm-hmm. recommend, have, have you, are you familiar with our information on the Valley at all? Yes. I've, I've been reading it. Okay. And well, to the podcast. Yes. all right, then I don't need to go through all of that for you here again. For mm-hmm. those others who are listening, you can find those podcasts. Where we talk about the Valley and what do you do in the Valley? So, to answer your question, and I'm sorry I went the long way around for it, yes, it sounds, it sounds as if he's in limerence. I surely hope that somehow he, uh, he comes to the realization that he really needs to work things out with you. And, and, and it sounds as if he's still torn. That's a good thing. But at some point, he's going to probably go one direction or the other. So be right. prepared when that happens. Are you by any chance a part of our uh, online course? Yes, yes. Good. Then um, we're about to start about mid-month of January. We're going to start adding one new video a week to that. And so I recommend that you stay in those videos, follow what it says there, pay attention. And if you get to a situation where you can't really decide what to do one way or the other, then you might want to call us and talk to one of our coaches so a coach can help you think some things through. But it sounds to me like you're an awfully strong human being, Anna. Are you as strong as you (laughs) appear to be? Um, Just Taking it day by day. <laughs> day by day. Well, it sounds to me like you're doing amazingly well at it, and I surely hope and pray that this works out well. I really do. Thank you. Anything else we can help you with today? That's it. Thank you so much. Okay, Anna, thank you. Thanks so much, Anna. For the people who might be watching us live on Facebook or if you are listening in, if you have a question for Dr. Beam, then be sure to press the number one. And if you're watching us, then the phone number to call is going to be 657-383-0812. It'll be up on the screen as well. But again, it's 657-383-0812. And if you have a question, be sure to press the number one. It'll put you in the call queue so that you can then get to us to be able to ask the question. So, Joe, we have another caller as well. The next caller is Vicki from Michigan. Vicki, can you hear us? Hi. Yes, I can. How are you today, Vicki? I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you? We're doing pretty well. How can we help you today? Um, okay. My question, I, my, I don't believe my husband is having an affair. He says he's not having an affair. and Everything I, can, I have looked at doesn't lead that way at all. He did move out of our family home eight months ago and moved into our second um, home that we have, a vacation home that we were supposed to move into and live together. Our kids are in college, and that was our goal. Um, Eight months ago, he left, and um, just things weren't going well for us, so um, he's left and has been living on his own. Um, We are in contact with each other every day, um, but he just keeps saying he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't want to go back to our lives before he left with the fighting and not being partners and um, and so I'm just trying to figure out he's very receptive if I ask him to do things, but my feelings get hurt when he doesn't ask me to do things with him, and I'm just struggling very hard. Okay. 
And so if I'm hearing you correctly, the primary reason that he wanted out was because of the fact that you guys fight. Is that correct? Yes, we were just fighting and not connecting. I was pushing him away and um, just acting like I didn't need him. And Mm -hmm. uh, he got sick of it, I think, and left. Gotcha. Okay. Did he feel controlled? I don't think he felt controlled. I just think he felt unneeded, unwanted, unvalued. Gotcha. And I was probably giving him those feelings. Right. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and if it's too personal, just say, that's none of your business, Dr. Bean. Okay. Okay. Um, When you were growing up, is that the way you felt, if you felt that people weren't going to be there for you? Like your parents, for example, that when you needed them, that that they probably weren't going to be there for you? Definitely not. I think I have um, two amazing parents, and they stayed together. Mm -hmm. You know what? I I guess, to be honest, I met someone, um, a friend, a girlfriend, that um, her relationship, I watched their marriage. Um, she pushed him away and pushed him away, and he kept coming back hard and mm-hmm. loved her more. And I think I saw that because my husband was always very good to me but didn't show me a lot of um, constant love. So I think I pushed him away thinking maybe he would show me more mm-hmm. love because he was afraid to lose me. And he didn't. You know, people people who do that typically are people that, if we were going to test you with some of the social science testing, would be people that uh, we call preoccupied. And preoccupied people are people that are worried that the other person is not going to be there for them. Now, often that comes out of childhood, but you said it doesn't come out of your childhood. Did you feel right. that he was not going to be there for you? That are you Did you worry yeah. that he was not going to be there for you? Yeah. And do you know sure. how that yeah. originated? If it didn't originate in I childhood, hope. what did that where did that come no, from? I guess um, I'm going to guess, honestly, we dated for seven years, and I guess um, it just seemed like it always took him a long time to want to commit to me. Um, mm-hmm. And So is he a person that tends it. to process before he acts? He tends to think things through a oh lot my God, before he does anything? He uses that word all the time. He uses okay. that word all the time. I need to process. And you're a, I need to but, process. You're a, but you're a person that's a person of action, correct? Instantly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you realize that your personalities are in direct contradiction to each other, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. It just okay. means you process differently. And and it's kind of interesting that your friend would push her husband away and he would break back through and she'd push him away and he'd break back through. Now, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, but if I were a betting man, I would bet money that at some point he won't. At some point he'd finally Agreed. say, that's it. I can't play this game anymore. I'm not coming back. Agreed. Okay, so using that strategy, as you've already figured out, obviously was not a very good strategy. And, nope. and rather than giving you what you wanted, it gave you just the opposite. So here's the deal. This is fixable. Okay, it really is. But part of what's going to okay. be required if you're going to fix this, there's going to be several things, but here's a couple of them. One is that you guys are going to have to figure out how do you, the fast-paced, decisive person, and the processor, how do you combine that in a way where he doesn't feel pressured, but you don't feel disrespected? Where that you can okay. anticipate, okay, that's doable. That's actually a doable thing, but it is a process, and it does take some great education. I mean, first of all, just an understanding how that works. And then secondly, specifically, how does that work with the two of you? 
And then another thing has to do with the fact that if you remember, we talk about a lot, if you've ever heard us talk before, that people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Now, what you described for me, no, I'm not saying it is better. They believe what they're going to is better. And what I heard you describe is because he felt pressured, he felt pushed away, all those kinds of things. He, he thought, okay, I can't live like that. Living alone would be better than feeling that kind of pressure. Yet, you still talk to each other every day, which indicates the great likelihood that this guy still loves you. Do you think he does? I do. He says he does. Um, he just says Good. he can't go back to the life we had. You know what? And I think he's I, right. I, I guess <laughs> my question, I, I agree, and I feel like I've learned a lot. I think I've worked mm-hmm. on pies. I think I've tried to do smart contact. I think if anything, he gets mad at me when I um, do too much smart contact because he's like, why aren't you, Yeah. I, I'm talking to you, why aren't you talking back more? Yeah, well, understand the smart contact. We're not saying don't talk back. And I'll get Kimberly to speak to that in just a minute. In smart contact, we're saying you don't pressure. But it doesn't, it okay. doesn't preclude responding. Smart contact, and, and Kimberly, I want you to speak to this in just a second. But here's what I'm trying to say to you. I think what you have is fixable. I really do. But it's going to take both of you learning some things about some of the principles I'm talking about. Now, forgive me because this is going to sound like a blatant commercial, and it's not what I mean at all. But everything that you're dealing with right now are things that we go through in detail in that intensive three-day workshop that we do. I would love to have the two of you in that three-day workshop because I'm quite convinced that by the time we get to those three days, you'll be looking at each other like, why didn't somebody tell us this before? (laughs) I mean, this this is not that complicated. And now that we understand it, we can mesh it. We can make it work. We can be happy with each other. So that he doesn't feel that he's going back to what you had before because he won't you'll actually be making a better relationship than you have before where you will be more fulfilled, but also he will be more fulfilled. I'm listening to this story saying, good grief, we can help you with this. There's so many stories I hear, and I'm sorry to say this, sometimes I think, I don't know if we can help those people or not based on what they're doing, but based on what you're describing, this one's eminently fixable, but it's going to require understanding some really important things and then knowing how to mesh those things out. Is he as intelligent as you are? Because you sound pretty smart to me. More so. <laughs> Thank you. More okay. so. He, uh, yeah. he, honestly, he is such a good father. He's such a good husband. He's such a good um, – he is a truly a good man. He is loved by a lot of people, and I think I just messed up, and I have – so much fear that he just can't trust me again. And I've learned so much a lot through you mm-hmm. guys. And mm-hmm. I, I believe it is fixable too. I just don't know how to use, I don't know what tools to get us there. Okay. Have you been talking to any of our client representatives? No, Mm-mm. this is my first time reaching out. Okay. Please call our number, our office number, and we'll give that in a couple of minutes. Ask for one of our client reps. And, and our client reps can help you understand how, you can go forward to the next step because this is one that you guys can have a good, great marriage. You can. Now, I believe that about every marriage, no matter how bad it is. Mm-hmm. But when you're describing what you're describing, it's like, boy, this one we can help really. It won't take all that much effort to help this one. Whereas some of them, it's going to take a lot of work to get there. All of them can be saved. They really can. Some just take a lot more work. What you're describing is not going to be that difficult to fix. 
if you just get the right information in the right place at the right time. So I'm urging you to call our office number. Is that going to be on the screen anytime soon? It's on the screen now. Okay, you can call our okay. office number. Ask to speak to one of our client representatives, and he or she will help you think this thing through because I really want to help you, okay, very much. I really want you to. <laughs> All right, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank, Thank you so much. Have a great day. Can you ex- Thank you. Can you explain a bit more about that smart contact? Because I think sometimes people misunderstand. Well, I can, but it's also one of those things where even right now, the people watching, I have no idea what kind of level of indoctrination you have into it. So, indoctrination? <laughs> which word would you like me to use, Joe? Education. <laughs> indoctrination, education, <laughs> potato, potato, whatever. Okay. So in, in, with smart contact, the basic premise of it in 60 seconds or less would be Um, If you have a spouse who's not talking to you and does not want to be talking to you, they've even said to you, stop contacting me, then you have, uh, there's two things you can do. Either you can take the advice of some people out there who say, well, you need to continue to send them a text message every day, send them an email, never let a day pass without you reaching out to them. The other school of thought is ignore them altogether. So in this school of thoughts, it's, It is if you're in front of their face, then they're not going to forget you. Mm -hmm. And in the other school of thought, it's absence makes the heart grow fonder. Neither of those necessarily work because both of them are extremes to both extents. And so not only not necessarily work, both of them backfire majorly. Epic fail. So so in the, in that sense, we have started teaching something we call smart contact, smart contact. And that actually stands for something, the S M A R and T. And you can find out more about that on our YouTube channel. We have a video about smart contact there, but the basic premise of it is if you have a spouse who's not engaging in conversation with you, that doesn't mean you bombard them. It doesn't mean you become silent, but you figure out how to communicate with them in a way that's smart, that makes sense. You reach out to them about things that make sense to talk to them about, not about your relationship, but about your kids or the mortgage or your taxes or something that has, doesn't have the emotion of your marriage tied to it. And so that's where you start. Now, in the last caller that we just had, she was saying, well, he gets frustrated because he's trying to talk to me and I'm trying to use smart contact by, I guess, you know, watching what I'm saying, make sure I don't say too much. Probably what she's doing there is she's scared that she's going to oversay things or say too much and then start pushing him away. So she's becoming too guarded when he's actually wanting her to talk a little more. So when your spouse starts responding well to you using smart contact and they are coming to you, they are initiating conversations, they're doing that then you should open up more. That's an invitation at that point to take the conversation deeper. Yeah. And so please do that. Mm -hmm. So smart contact means don't beg, don't whine, don't plead, don't chase, don't manipulate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean don't talk. Right. That's (laughs) right. right. Absolutely. And again, it's one of those things we teach that it's more of an art than a science. There's not going to be the mathematical formula we give you to exactly how to do every single conversation perfectly. You kind of have to test and feel this. And there's not going to be, as much as you might fear this happening, one conversation you have that ruins it all for the future. Right. It might feel that way. But even if you have a conversation and it ends up going south, then you just go back to where you were before, start doing the principles again, and then the next time you know where that line is. 
And you keep doing it that way going forward. Now, you did you do a webinar on this, or was it a podcast, or what? Well, I did a YouTube video. Oh, okay. I think we've done a podcast, and then I have done webinars, so yes. Okay, so if they go to our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. they can find you explaining smart contact in greater detail than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do they get to our YouTube channel? YouTube.com slash Mary Chilper. One word, Mary Chilper? Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. And she does a great job explaining it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it's exciting. All right, so our next caller, we have, I believe it's Hallie from Montana. Hallie, am I pronouncing your name correctly? You are. Thank you. Great. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Thank you. I'm here with my three-year-old. So if there's an interruption, I apologize. (laughs) Okay. What part of Montana are you in, Hallie? Bozeman, Montana. Okay. I know Bozeman. So thank you for calling. How can we help you today? Well, um, I'm just feeling like I'm in this very in-between place and don't really know what to do at the moment. Um, My husband started an emotional affair probably just under a year ago now. I found out about it in April. Um, She was gone for the summer. Things seemed to sort of fizzle out there. She came back to town. Long story short, it seems to be slowing down quite a lot. Um, Every once in a while, she'll give him this little shred of hope, and he'll hang on to that, and he'll pull back from me again. Um, But that seems to have slowed down quite a lot. Um, So essentially right now he has filed for divorce. I have responded, uh, contested it. And that is still in progress at this point. However, things at home have gotten quite a bit better. Um, we interact on a daily basis. He still lives here in the guest room. Um, we've been physically intimate since like June. So, and at first that was not nearly as intimate as it has been more recently. Um, Mm -hmm. But he seems to still be really set on this path toward not wanting to be married anymore. And we've connected physically, we've connected intellectually, but he will not open up to me emotionally at all. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've tried small leading questions like, you know, how was your day or how are things going? He'll talk about work. We'll talk about the kiddo. We'll talk about household stuff, finances, but he will not open up to anything about how he's feeling or how he's doing or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I've kept pretty tight, smart contact because I used to be a pretty bad pusher. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to force conversations. Arguments used to get crazy. I used to be overly emotional and I've done a lot of work on myself and I just don't know what to do now. (laughs) Okay. Now the fact that, you say it's become the intimacy has become actually to some degree intimacy. That means some kind of emotional connection during uh, the lovemaking periods. Um, the last couple of nights have been a little bit odd and not so much, but off and on over the past several, I'd say two to three months, it has gotten mm-hmm. significantly more. So he'll initiate cuddling afterwards. He doesn't seem to just want me to leave right away. Things like that. Um, and who initiates and, love? Know, was, him or you? That was an area in our relationship that was lacking before too. Okay. So, but, but sorry, who, what was who your initiates, question? Who initiates the lovemaking? Him or you? Um, both of us. The last two nights, it was him. Um, okay, that's good. So that was good. <laughs> and, and and so in the last two nights. That's so. How often are you making love? Uh, few nights a week um okay, i'll so wander down to his room 
down the hall, and um, sometimes he doesn't seem to want to. Other nights, he's very into it, and then nights like the last two, he actually comes looking for me. Okay. That's actually a good sign. All of those are good signs. Now, let me just talk to a thing or two of a may, Hallie. The fact that he's not okay. opening up to you emotionally is not necessarily unexpected at this point. Okay. The fact that she occasionally gives him a little bit of hope, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Are you there? Okay. All right. Yep. The I'm fact that she occasionally gives him a little hope. Okay. That's fine. I understand three-year-olds. I really do. And, and okay. Kimberly is adopting <laughs> two children. So we're about to find out a lot more about little kids with her. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's what it boils down to. The fact that she's still giving him a little bit of hope and the fact that he's the one cleaning you, that tells me that this, what I'm about to describe, is probably the situation. Now, understand when I say probably the situation, obviously, I don't know your husband. I'm not God. I don't know everything. But I'm going to give you, based on what you're describing, what it sounds like to me. She probably was the one that went in fastest because the one that goes in the faster of the two is typically the first one that comes out which means he probably went in slower into this emotional thing with her. The one that goes in slower is also the one that comes out slower. And, and so the one that goes in the fastest comes out the fastest. The one that goes in the slowest comes out the slowest. The fact that she still occasionally offers him some little bit of hope can indicate a ton of different things. For example, one possibility is she just likes having some kind of control over him emotionally and she's using it. That's one possibility. Another is that even though she's going out, she occasionally has flashes of this emotion coming back. And so when those flashes come back to her, she contacts him, which is just dragging it out for him. What she's doing is certainly not fair to him. The fact that he's not being open emotionally to you is probably an indication that he hasn't given up all hope about what could happen over there. But the fact that you're intellectually interacting with each other, the fact that he is making love with you, and as you say, it's becoming more intimate when you make love to each other means that he's headed back toward you. So somewhere down deep inside of him in all likelihood, there's a part that knows that's not going to happen with this other woman and that he really wants what he has with you. But there's another big emotional part of him that's clinging onto that thing. Now understand that a lot of that has to do with brain chemistry. When a person goes into this situation, the chemicals in the brain get all screwed up. But everything you're describing tells me, and again, I could be wrong, but I'm getting my opinion. Everything you're describing tells me he's headed back toward you and that the things you do are doing are not only very strong, they're actually very wise. So will he at some point start becoming more emotionally open to you? I predict that that's going to happen. Will it happen tomorrow? I don't think so. Will it happen next week? Maybe, maybe next month. But at some point, he's moving back toward you. And the fact that she gives him a little hope and then disappears again or pulls away again tells me that she's pretty well on the way out of this thing. And so if you can tolerate this, if you can just hang in there and keep doing what you're doing, my prediction is this thing will slowly evolve back into a really good marriage between the two of you. It's not going to happen instantly. It's going to be an evolution. But unless something happens that upsets this path, that you're on right now, you're headed in a good direction if you can maintain what you're doing while he goes through this vacillation. Can you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have for months already, so I, 
I feel like I'm in this place where I have no desire to give up um, at this point. So, yeah, the, you know, the Good. thing that I think keeps making it even harder for me is the fact that the divorce process is there. We have a court timeline at this point. We are um, set for mediation potentially by the end of this month. And mm-hmm. so, you know, of course I would love to see him put a stop or pause on all of that, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle that in the meantime. Mm-hmm. My son thinks he's oh. hilarious right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time I think I'm hilarious too. So I really, maybe that's what I am. I'm a three-year-old at heart. Here's, here's the deal, Hallie. First of all, if your attorney can slow it down without being too mean to your husband, that's probably a good idea if, if your attorney can do that. Secondly, even if the court goes through, even if that thing goes through, it does not necessarily mean that it's over. We deal with a mm-hmm. lot of couples that the divorce actually finally takes place, but they still put it back together. They wind up remarrying each other. Things work well. So mm-hmm. while the divorce is not a good thing, I'm not saying it is, and I'm saying, yes, I would be concerned if I were in your shoes as well. Don't think the divorce means it's all over. You understand? If that were to happen, which I hope and pray it doesn't, but if that were to happen, this thing can still keep going in the right direction. It still can work itself out. Try not to panic over the divorce thing if you can. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's the hardest part for me is, like, dealing with the fact that he still thinks that he wants to do that and that that's still the path yeah. that he's on. But then I do remind myself that that doesn't necessarily mean it's over. It's just That's really right. hard to reconcile those things in my I brain, I guess. <laughs> I know. Did, now, did you say like David said? Did I hear that? No, you I'm said not like sure somebody said. Okay. All right. I, I, just I think I just said, like I said, like I said, oh. I don't, you know, it's hard okay. for me to reconcile those things in my brain, but gotcha. I also gotcha. know that even if that goes through, it's not necessarily over, right. but I just don't like I, that he's still on the that path. <laughs> right. The reason I ask about David is David is one of our coaches, and I thought maybe you meant you were talking to one of our coaches. That's why I was asking about that. Gotcha. Okay. No, no. All right, so are you in our online course, or are you working with any of our coaches or anything like that? Um, I've been in touch with Amber Nickel because I am Good. doing the online um, course. Um, so that has been very helpful, um, of course. But, you know, I just it's just such an interesting situation to be in right now in this crazy limbo where our three-year-old is completely, like, oblivious to the fact he just knows that that room down the hallway is data's and this other one is mama's and and that's it (laughs) and Creole's doing well because of the fact that your husband's still in the house and uh yeah you're doing the right things you stay in touch with amber and if you need anything you let her know and she can help you get to the right resources she's extremely good at what she does Mm -hmm. but you're doing the right thing and i suggest you stay on the same course my friend okay all right thank you so much for your help all right thank you hallie Uh All right. So for the people who are listening in, if you have a question that you want to ask to Dr. Beam, then be sure to press one. If you are watching on Facebook and you have a question and you want to call in, the number is 657-383-0812. 
657-383-0812 and be sure to press the number one when you get there and that'll put you in the queue to be able to speak with us. You know, I think that uh, that marriage has a really strong chance of making A lot of the ones we've talked to today really have. Uh, As a matter of fact, because the people that are talking to us are doing the right things. Yeah, that makes a difference. It makes me feel good when they say, yeah, I'm learning a lot from your online course. Mm -hmm. And and for those of you who who are out there trying to figure out what in the world to do, we have a lot of free resources. You can find that at Mm marriagehelper.com or YouTube slash marriagehelper. And we have tons of free resources. But even as a 501c3 nonprofit, some of the things we have, there are fees associated with because we have to stay in in operation, as you understand. And, And you always get more always get more than what the fees are. But think about that online course. Now, Kimberly, is there somewhere they can find out more about that right now? Because if you're not in that and you're struggling, it gives you a lot of information, a lot of information. Plus, there's an online group. And uh, starting about mid-January, we're going to be adding one new video a week. And every Tuesday night for the next 10 weeks, starting Tuesday, we're doing a a coaching call Mm -hmm. for where they all can call in at the same time, type in their questions, and either I or Jim or you will be on there each week, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll be answering the questions, as many questions as we can. And so if there's some way that these folks can go look at that, if they're not on the online course. Yeah. So I, I just uh, sent a text message to our marketing team, and I'll get that link soon. I don't know the specific one. Um, and so, but yeah, it's it's an amazing course where actually it opens today. And so it was closed for a long period of time. Um, and now today's the grand reopening of the course. We have the the support calls that are going to be happening with Dr. Beam um, twice or once every week. For, and that's going to be an amazing addition to the course, as well as the videos he talked about. We have some other goodies that we're adding to today when people register on the grand reopening day. There's some fun things that we're going to be sending them, including an autographed book of The Art of Falling in Love. Oh, really? So, Yeah. So get your pen who, ready. Who wrote that book, by the way? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I just used your name. So I just found out that I'm That's going to be autographing true. all these books. But anyway, we're we're really excited. And the, here's the amazing thing about the Save My Marriage course. Course. Three years, four years. How long have we had the course? Uh, I don't know. One of those two. But the people who have gone through it, which has been over a thousand people now, who have gone through this course, and I cannot think of one person who has gone through it and has not said, this changed my life. Not just this changed my marriage, but this changed me personally. I'm a different person. I'm a more steady, calm person. I'm a more confident person. I know how to handle the situations that happen in my marriage, whatever my husband or my wife might say to me, whatever it is, because I was a part of this course and this community, because the Save My Marriage course comes with a community. Mm-hmm. It's a real family of people. You get access to a secret Facebook group that no one can see that you're a part of if you're worried about confidentiality or privacy. And if you're thinking, I don't have Facebook. Well, many of you are on Facebook watching us, so you do. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people even make a second Facebook account that's completely private just to further protect their identity. And that's totally fine. And yeah. so this community of people when you're up at 2 a.m. worried about tomorrow, it's a place you can go and people will encourage you, they'll support you, and they're the right people to have as your support team because they've gone through the course and they know the right and the wrong things mm-hmm. to do. Plus, we have three or four admins in that group, right? Yeah. 
and they so it's great. are awesome. Uh, Petra and Tina and Jared, at least those three I can think of all Panda admins in there, and they do a great job as well. So we want you to be a part of that, and, and it can help. Yeah, and then even for the people who are thinking, well, I, I want to do the workshop eventually, and I, I know you have the Save My Marriage course, they go perfectly together. It's not an either-or type thing. They're two completely different things. The Save My Marriage program is for the person who is fighting for their marriage, wanting their marriage to work, but they have a spouse who wants out. Either they're disengaged or they won't talk to them or a divorce has been filed or even if a divorce has happened. This is an amazing course for you. And then once you eventually get your spouse to agree to go to the workshop, which you're more likely to get to do if you're going through the program because you're changing the way you're reacting to things, and they're more likely to agree to do a workshop or something like that with you, then the full price of what you pay for the Save My Marriage course can be taken off of the full price of the workshop. So it's just it leads right into it. We don't want you to have to choose either or. We believe you would benefit best from both. So we're grand reopening of the course today. The, the support calls with Dr. Beam start next Tuesday night. So January 8th. Mm-hmm. A week from yesterday. And those are going to be great. You don't want to miss those. And you get immediate access to the course as well when you sign up for it. So you can start going through the material, not right now because you're watching us, but but in 30 minutes, you can start going through the material. Well, by the way, let me, I just thought of something else. In addition to everything she just said, and this next thing, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, starting uh, a week from tonight, I'm going to be teaching uh, four Wednesday nights about spiritual warfare at a church here in the Nashville area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called the Harpeth Hills Church. And if you want to know more about that, you can just email us in or whatever and say, hey, I want to know more. And it's going to be at that church, and you can come in and be part of that class. I'm going to be teaching on spiritual warfare if you wish. Now, if you're not a religious person, you say, well, I don't want this religious stuff. That's fine. And, and the information, like, for example, that course that she just mentioned and our workshop and et cetera, are not done as if they're being done in a church. In other words, we don't give book, chapter, and verse. We, we don't hire our Christianity, but we don't promote Christianity in there as well. It's based on good, solid social science. But for those who are saying, okay, I know, Dr. Beam, that you are a Christian and that sometimes you talk about Christian topics. Yeah, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, the way to get that is to start a week from the night coming to the Harp Hills Church, which is in Brentwood. I think it's Brentwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can be part of that class, and you can get it for more, more information about that. If you just contact us, we'll give you a link to that church. How about that? Absolutely. All right, Joe, we have more callers. Okay. The next caller is Sarah from Chicago. Sarah, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. Good afternoon, Dr. Beam. Good afternoon, Kimberly. That is a beautiful accent. I, that's a Mississippi well, accent. <laughs> Where thank is you. the accent from? Because it's not Chicago. It's not. I'm from the UK originally. Wonderful. But I've lived here a long time. Oh, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, I just yeah. love hearing that. Absolutely. How can we help you today, well, I Sarah? I love yours. Um, well, the short story is my husband left me um, a year ago. Hmm. And... Um, he left me for, I'm sorry, it's still quite emotional. It's okay. It's okay. You just take your time. We're on your side, Sarah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. He left me for a woman he was madly in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted until, I think, May. And um, 
he has then since been in several other relationships where he's also been madly in love with the women, um, including one that's just started in at the end of November. Um, he he filed for divorce immediately when he was with the first woman. Um, but I found you in about April and he and I started reconnecting through the summer and being intimate. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he now lives in a state far in the south. Um, and um, so he he's agreed to come to the Marriage Helper Workshop with me. He even spoke to Johnny. He phoned Johnny and spoke to Johnny. And um, he's agreed to come, but he'll only come once our divorce is final. He said he's enjoying being with these other women because they're making him feel loved. That, that uh, he and I still talk. You know, we, once we do get on the phone, we chat and, and have a great connection. He sent me a beautiful Christmas present. He just says he, you know, he wants to be with people who make him feel loved. And I guess I stopped making him feel loved. Well, and that's it. So, oh, so my question, my question, I forgot that. Yes, so the question okay. is, is there any point coming to the workshop? Is because what will happen is we'll come and I'm sure we'll have a wonderful three days together, but he'll then return to his new home in the South and I will come back to Chicago. So, and, and, uh, and that's it. That's, we do have a child who's in her twenties. Um, she's a junior in college. So we do have mm-hmm. still have that connection. And so that's pretty much, that's my story. And that's my okay. question. A um, couple of questions, if I may. Okay. Yes. First of all, let me, let me respond to the, before I ask the questions. You are correct. It is possible that after the workshop, he'll go back to where he lives and you go back to where you live. And it's possible. That is not statistically how it typically works out for us. You see, we can't guarantee you that it'll help you solve your problems, but three out no. of four times it does. Three out of four times since we started that back in 1999, which is pretty good odds. And Very great. What, happens, what happens in those three days has to do with learning a lot about yourself. It has to do with learning a lot about relationships in general. It has to do a lot with that, about learning about why we're motivated to do some of the things that we do, those kinds of things. And do I think that it's worthwhile and valuable that you come? Yeah, I really think it is. Because if, if whatever these other people are doing somehow evokes emotions within him where he feels loved, and yet he thinks or feels that what you do doesn't evoke those same emotions, yeah. it's very possible, very, very possible they're doing those three days. We actually can help you and as a byproduct, him, figure out why. Why is that happening and what's going on? Sometimes the light just goes off. It's like, ah, oh, now I understand. Even though you might have talked about it a hundred times between you, the fact that, that being in that environment with those people in that situation where we're doing that kind of education, often people get these very, very strong ahas. And so do I think it's worthwhile? Absolutely. Can I guarantee it'll work? No, because we're always going to tell you the truth, so I can't guarantee it. But I say the odds are really good. Now, the question I have is, if you won't come until the divorce is final, are you, um, do you feel comfortable and confident that if the divorce is final, that he would still come now that you've given up your leverage? No, I do not. And the reason I don't is that I think one of the women that he was with, um, she ended their relationship and it ended very badly. And her revenge was to send me all of their emails and texts, including ones about the workshop. And she sent me a note saying, he's never going to come with you. Um, He's just said, oh, she was lying. Of course, I'll come with you. 
So I don't have any leverage. That's the problem. Okay. Well, then you might want to consider that you say, okay, but I'm not going to sign the divorce papers until the Monday after the workshop. I'll sign it. I'll give you my word. But you can bring them with you if you wish. And I'll sign them the day after. But I'm not going to sign them until actually you do come to the workshop. And, and if pressed, you could even say, and I I'm, I'm, don't know that I would do this unless I were pressed, but you could even say, you know, that woman sent me these things and she claims that you're, you, you know, manipulating me, et cetera. I don't want to believe her. I want to believe you. But understand that for my own safety, for my own security, for my own sense of well-being, I just need to know that you're really going to come. And so if you do, you know, bring the divorce papers with you, and I'll sign them the day after if that's what you want. Believe it or not, Sarah, we have a ton of couples that come with that exact same scenario. I'll sign the mm-hmm. divorce papers after the workshop if you come to the workshop. Not mm-hmm. before, but after. We even had a situation. I suggested that, it. He, he mm-hmm. seems to think I'll be very angry after the workshop because it will have, you know, brought up issues. It, it will yeah. have brought up issues. Um, that, that evoke anger in me, which I'm not a particularly angry person, and you've taught me a great deal, I have to say, about about strength, the strength of silence, actually. So, mm-hmm. so, I, um, so, so I'm not an angry person, but he's concerned that if we go and at the end of it, he just gives me the divorce papers to sign, I'm just going to be angry and bitter, and I'm going to take him for everything, which I won't do, because so, it's pointless. So. Well, I do, I do hope that that whatever happens on the divorce, that if the divorce happens, and I hope and pray it doesn't, that you have protected yourself legally. I have. And I hope you're, okay, that's good. That's excellent. Um, did you say? Did I remember that you said that he'd already talked to Johnny, or did I imagine that? He did talk. He did. He, he phoned Johnny. I, I spoke to Johnny, and Johnny said, "Well, call me if you like." So Johnny and I and I've actually done some ca- uh, coaching with David as well, who was wonderful. Um, David is awesome. And. Mm-hmm. He was amazing, I have to say. Um, I wish yes. he was my father. <laughs> he was so lovely. Um, so, and then um, um, Johnny was also very helpful, and, he, and, and my, my husband spoke with Johnny, and, and they discussed the workshop. And at that point, my husband said he would come to the workshop. So. Good. Good. Well, so you're not going to be proactive. Angry. No, well, I won't excellent. be angry. No, you won't. The workshop, okay. no. and Johnny probably told him this, but the workshop is educational. You see, in counseling situations, people often, the marriage counselor will let them bring up this and bring up that and bring up this and bring up that. And, and people get really mad because they start talking about all these issues and things that you've done and you've done and et cetera. We don't do that in our workshop. As a matter of fact, one thing, and you can assure your husband of this, you can say, Dr. Bean promised me this in front of a whole bunch of people on Facebook, <laughs> that, that we do not do anything, we do not do anything that brings up all those old things where the people start hashing out their problems and getting mad at each other. Mm-hmm. And so uh, okay. you, you do what you think is best, Sarah, but I strongly suggest that you just say, look, you, you know, you're asking me to trust you and I'm asking you to trust me. Uh, and even if I were to get angry, which Dr. Beam tells me it's not going to happen, but even if I were to get angry, I'd sign it anyway. And so yeah. this is, I, I think, I think you don't want to give up your leverage, but it's your opinion. It's your life. You you decide what you do. But if it were I, I'd probably try to hang on to that leverage. Thank you so very much. Thank you, both of you. Thank, Thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Thanks. Okay. 
Thank you. And, and now, uh, because of our time, I'm going to have to give short answers to everybody else, right? <laughs> we have a lot of people waiting. We for sure do. I'm sorry. I get to well, talking. It's okay. But, you know, she brought up a really good point, actually, that other people have had that I just want to address real quick, which is um, there's this fear of what if the workshop brings up more stuff that's just going to make it worse? <laughs> so what if we, talking about our past and feelings and, you know, whatever it might be, they might leave angrier with me than not. And just like Joe said, that's what you will find is the exact opposite. Things might come up about the past, but you're going to have more understanding and empathy and forgiveness than anything else. Yeah. And we don't let anybody in the workshop start mm -hmm. bashing anybody else in the workshop, verbally or any other way. We, we make it the safest place you've ever been. We absolutely do. All right. Our next caller is Shelby from Texas. Shelby, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? We can. How are you today, Shelby? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. How can we help you? Um, so I talked to y'all um, a few weeks ago. Um, my husband got his affair partner pregnant, um, and she had the baby. And um, now he is pretty positive and, like, on the moves of trying to come back home and reconcile um, but what we're afraid of and what he's expressed is that he still has like really strong feelings for her. And I know like <clears throat> to end an affair and like try to kill the limerence or whatever, um, you're supposed to have no contact, but we have this child that's mm -hmm. going to create mm -hmm. where we have to have contact. So I, I guess my question is how can we make sure that he, he's, he's afraid, like, I just don't want to do this to you again. I don't want to see her and then like, fall right back into it again and mm -hmm. he did agree to come to the workshop um we just we're waiting until tax in, income tax comes in and uh we'll be there but i'm just i'm afraid and he's afraid and i don't know what to do as far as that goes because we can't just cut her off mm -hmm. yeah you're right he has some responsibilities to that child and he's going to need to do that now the short answer might be something like this make an arrangement where that you can be with him if she will tolerate that. In other words, you go, you know, you've got things you need to do with this baby, this child, but I want to be part of that. And, and I will go be with you when we do those things. If the other woman will allow. Then, then that yeah. She's already told him she's cause he told her um, that he, he like, I can't do this with you. And she said, Oh, so you're going to go back to Shelby. And she's like, that'll end up the same way it did the first time because we did separate, get back together, separate again. And she basically laughed in his face and told him, well, I'm going to keep the baby away from you. I'm going to move back to Louisiana. And uh, and then she apologized for it. But then she told him, I'm not going to make this easy for you. You can't just leave me, like that kind of thing. She's not going to make it easy. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, you know, she's, well, it's let's not talk sad. about <laughs> Well, if she won't let you actually be in the room, there's mm -hmm. also a possibility you can be nearby. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll be in the car or whatever else it might be so that he knows that you're very, very close, that you're nearby. Or even if you have to be like in the hotel or whatever, but see if she lives someplace else. But there are ways to do this. Here's what I'm going to recommend to you. I hope that you do come to the workshop. We really want you to come to the workshop. Now, I'm assuming that you're already talking to one of our client reps. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been talking to Aaron and I'm in the, um, I did the Save My Marriage course too. Mm -hmm. Well, you might so. want to to get a coach to help you think this through. And, and while I typically don't refer people to a specific coach, in your situation, I think the coach that would be best for you and your husband to talk to would be David. 
Okay. Now, again, we okay. have all our coaches are awesome. All our coaches are awesome. And I don't mean to pick one out, but in this particular situation, I think David would be the wisest choice. And so talk to Aaron about the possibility of getting some coaching sessions with David, both you and your husband to talk about very thing. How can he, your husband, fulfill obligations to the child while at the same time not putting himself in jeopardy of emotions with the other woman and where you also can feel safe and secure? Uh, all of our coaches will be awesome, but on this particular issue, I think David will be the best. Okay, great. Ask, Thank you. Ask Karen about it. Okay, ask Karen. See what she thinks, okay? Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Thank God be with you, Shelby. Okay. Thanks. She sounds like she's handling this really well. Oh, I think she's amazing. Yeah. Nearly every, if not every caller today has been amazing. I'm impressed with everybody who's called. They have all been women. I just want to point that out. <laughs> because us women are pretty spectacular. Yeah, men are the pain <laughs> of the world. We're the evil existence of. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. There's been amazing men who have called in as well. But today has just been it's all women. Yeah, on top of things. They're well, I'll tell you what. Getting the new year off right. These women, mm-hmm. and maybe all women, but at least these women, I've been impressed with every single mm-hmm. one. Absolutely. Everyone. All right, we're going to take two more callers. Our next one is Sabrina from Georgia. Sabrina, can you hear us okay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> How are you doing? I love that Georgia accent. Yes, ma'am. I already heard it. <laughs> How can we help you today, Sabrina? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. How are y'all? Refulgent. What? Refulgent. Uh, she asked how we were doing. I said we were refulgent. I don't know what that means. I, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not alone. Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> I was expecting him to say something really Southern, like happier than a pig in a lipstick convention. <laughs> I don't how, can we, how may we help you today, Sabrina? Um. Well... Let's see. I've been married for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been together for 22. I've actually been with him over half of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two kids, and last <laughs> keep forgetting it's 2019. No, November of 2017, he just—I mean—just totally started changing, going to the gym, um, not contacting me. I mean, just completely, just different. Um, I had this feeling that there was, uh, he's a detective in our town, and I noticed that he started getting closer to another female detective, um, but when I questioned it was always denial, and I'm crazy, and, you know, all this, that, and the other, um, fast forward to... (laughs) June of last year, I found tons of pictures of him and her together and pictures that she had sent to him of her body parts. And um, then they went to a conference together, just him and her. He didn't contact me at all for three days. But he Mm -hmm. tried to, they both still deny nothing. You know, I'm crazy. Right. all this, that, and the other. Things are better with him and I now, and I've been working on my past a lot. Um, but it's like he continue, He still texts her. I mean, they Snapchat all the time. They go to the gym together. They still work together, and mm-hmm. he just expects me to do, just to continue. I mean, it's 
you know, that saying, it's like he wants his cake and eat it too. <laughs> I understand. Um, so how, how can we help you? What, what can we do for you? I, I, I guess I just, how long should I, should I allow him? Cause I just feel so used, you know, I mean, I have tried really hard to just yeah. not let it consume me and I've gotten a lot better. I'm not the, the girl that I was when this first started, but um, anytime I try to talk to him about it, he just completely, it like it makes him almost angry, and he just expects me to understand that she is a big part of his life, and I'm just supposed to accept that and move on. Now, are you so ready I, to do something about this? I guess I'm just this? wondering, um, yeah, <laughs> well, okay. well I don't know. I guess I'm just wondering how long am I supposed to allow him to do this? There is no supposed to here. Basically what's happening is this, whether he's involved with her or not, he's in a relationship with her that's that's painful to you, right? Even if he's not emotionally involved with her, even if he's not sexually involved with her, the relationship he has with her is painful to you. And you've you've established that very clearly. And uh, Yeah, well, there's... There's been lots of text messages, and he, he actually even told me when I confronted him about the pictures that um, he was infatuated with her. And okay, then so that tried to, okay. yeah, so he tried to recant on that and say that he didn't even know what that meant when he said it. And I, like, right. you don't use a word in the correct context and not know what it means. Mm-hmm. But you're not a dummy. And because you're not a dummy, you know that this relationship has has crossed boundaries and borders that make it very, very painful for you. And so when you say how long right. are you supposed to do, there is no supposed to. It comes down to you. In a sense, this person is what we would refer to as the valley. He has a relationship with her. He has a relationship with you. And if he's not compelled to do anything differently, then a person can stay in that valley for a long, long period of time. Like, okay, I'm still married to you, so I've got the benefits that come from that. I'm still connected to her. Whatever benefits he's getting from that, whatever those benefits are, then then he feels no compulsion. When we make suggestions to people about when do you decide that you've got to make a to make something happen, we typically talk about it in terms of what we call pies: physical, intellectual. Uh, emotional and spiritual. When it starts affecting yeah. you, him, or your children physically, or it starts affecting you, him, or your children intellectually, meaning you can't think, you can't do what you need to do, this becomes obsessive to you. When it affects you emotionally, so that you start dealing with a great deal of anxiety, it just starts affecting your mental health, it starts affecting your body, all that kind of stuff, or even spiritually, where mm-hmm. it's affecting who and what you are and what you believe and what you value. When that starts happening, for you or for your kids because of the situation, or even for him because of the situation, we say that's typically the rule of thumb as to when you decide, I have to do something. Now, understand that once you make that decision, and here's the hard part, once you make that decision, if you go to him and say, this is going to have to change, you've got to talk to your boss, you've got to get a different uh, detective partner, or you've got to do this or you've got to do that, think that through extremely carefully because once you set that that what we call a stop, okay? This is something that's going to have mm-hmm. to stop because of the fact that this is, I have to have, I have to have a better emotional place to be. I can't deal with this like it is. You must be prepared that if you're going to make that kind of demand, are you going to follow through if he chooses not to do what you want him to do? 
And and this is the kind yeah. of thing. Have you, have you by any chance been talking to any of our coaches by any chance? Uh, yes, our um, Mark. I've been talking with okay. Mark. Okay, Mark is actually a client representative. Um, call Mark. Call Mark back and say, Mark, Doctor Beam said I might need to be dealing with one of the coaches. Now let me tell you why. The coaches can do things that Mark, as a client representative, can't do. The coaches can help you think okay. through. Okay, is it time to put a stop? And what are you going to do? And what do you do if he doesn't do what you want him to do? And help you think all those things through in advance. Because if you decide to do something about this, if you decide that you're actually going to do something about it, you need to have thought that through very carefully before you do. And then you'll need to fulfill. You need to act it out. You, you can't just do, demand it and then drop it. And so it, it yeah. costs you a little money because we pay our coaches. It costs you a little bit of money, but I think you should talk to Mark about the fact that you may well need one of our coaches to help you think this through because it sounds to me like you're getting close to the point where this has gotten, it's going to get to the breaking point with you. And so rather than just doing it impulsively or emotionally, I really strongly suggest that you deal with a coach that can help you think it through logically and come to the right decisions while while you're not being too emotional, you understand. Okay. Now it's your choice. Yeah. It's your choice. You can do what you want to do, but I really recommend. I think that would be a very good next step for you. And I'm so okay. so sorry for the pain mm-hmm. that you're in. I hurt for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, thank y'all so much. Y'all have done so much to help me. I really appreciate what y'all do. Thank you. Thank you. Our hearts are with you. Our hearts are with you. Uh, It just breaks my heart, Kimberly. It just absolutely breaks my heart. And and it's not unusual, though, Kimberly, and you and I both see it all the time, where that a person in that situation will try to convince the spouse, you're just crazy. You're imagining Mm -hmm. things. Well, if it's causing this kind of pain, you're not, well, in all likelihood, you're not crazy. You're not imagining things. This, This is a painful situation. It is a painful situation. But on the other hand, it it absolutely hurts. I mean, it it takes all the strength I have not to just cry with her when she's when she's on the phone because it it does, and you want to help them so much. But also, we know that all we can do sitting here is teach her what to do. And from that point, she does it. She's doing it well. So she will continue to do it well. And um, you know, in the end we know there's so much hope for her as well. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. There is, but this is going to be dealt with. And, and mm-hmm. please listen to me. The reason we suggest coaching when it comes to situations like this is because you're right in the middle of it, and it's so hard to see it clearly when you're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. The coach can ask you the right questions, help you think the right things, so that when you make a decision, you can feel confident that you're making the decision that's the best for you and your situation, mm-hmm. in which we cannot do it. Like we don't have time to get into all of it here. And our coaches will deal with you like, you know, in three different sessions, for example, and, and really help you think a lot of things through. And then the next call that you have with them, they think it, you know, you've gone a little further, yeah. et cetera. And so if you call, if you don't have a client representative, call and ask for one, they'll help you know more about that. If you have a client representative with us, call and ask him or her about it. Mm-hmm. Did you say we're going to take one more call? We're going to take one more call. Our next Next one is Whitney. Let me see. Whitney, can you hear us? I hear I hear your phone moving around. Yes, we can. What state are you in, Whitney? I am in Michigan. 
Michigan. Well, welcome to the program. How may we help you today? Okay. Um, At work, so I'm trying to get to a spot where I can talk. Um, Gotcha. So my husband um, has been battling with a pornography addiction for quite a while now. It has impacted our relationship very heavily. Um, I will, after learning a lot from you, I realized that I have reacted badly in the beginning, years ago when I found out. Um, but now I've I handled the situation more. I've actually been more understanding with him um, and the struggles and how it affects him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's open to me about it. He's open to me when he's, like, craving it. Um, Good. And we just kind of go along with it. Um, my question and the biggest thing we're battling now is, I'm really proud of him. He actually has come out and said that he wants help um, and he doesn't want to live this way anymore. Um, So I've been seeking help, but I can't Mm -hmm. find anybody. Um, I do know that deep down with all of this, he questions our marriage. He questions if he does love me or if he does want to um, be together. But I had found a counselor that said that he would help him with this situation. Mm-hmm. Long story short, he went there for one session. The guy basically, um, my husband said he kind of felt like he mocked him, like when he explained mm-hmm. how long he ma- masturbates and stuff like that. Like he kind of chuckled. But then he told him that um, he should just leave the marriage um, because men are like animals and they need to... Uh, pursue their sexual fantasies. And oh, good grief. Yeah. That makes so, me mad. Um, that makes me furious. Mm, yeah, it, it made me mad, too. And plus, because I know that he's been on the fence of, because I've caught him on dating sites and stuff, and it freaked me out because I'm like, okay, he's already in a negative state of mind, so now we have somebody who's considered a professional telling him, exactly. you should just leave. Um he told me that he told the counselor that he doesn't want to leave. And um, he did also tell me that counselor had no remorse for me whatsoever. Um, mm. And he's explained that he's tried cheating on me before. And um, so now I'm just kind of, I don't know what to do. Um, I know that he's still, I mean, we're still intimate. We still go out, we have fun, we communicate, we talk, we're like best friends. But at times I can feel him being distant and kind of question whether our relationship is, healable or gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a couple of suggestions for you, my friend. Number one, if uh, mm-hmm. if there's any kind of an online rating of counselors in your area, <laughs> then go on and rate this guy. This It was a guy, counselor, right? Rate this guy. Yeah. Give him the lowest rating possible. Tell tell a little bit of the story there. You understand that, that truth uh, is truth is the best defense. What I mean is if this guy gets mad, you just say, mm-hmm. Have your husband write it, okay? Therefore, it's not secondhand. Like, here's a rating on this mm-hmm. guy, and here's why. So that maybe, just maybe, by the grace of God, no other people go to this idiot. Now, the next thing is this. Um, forgive me for sounding like a commercial, but this is who I think can be of great help to your husband. One of our coaches, and we all our coaches are awesome, but one of our coaches has a master's degree in addiction counseling. Okay. And he is really, really good. He's very compassionate. He's very understanding. Mm-hmm. If you've been listening to the program, one of the other callers actually referred to the fact she's been talking to him and how he's so amazing. She wished that he was her dad. 
<laughs> well, this guy's Aww. name is this guy's name is David. Uh, David Matthews, actually. David is not only uh, a tremendous coach. Uh, David also leads some of our intensive three-day workshops, so he is extremely familiar with everything that we do. Do you have a client representative here that you have been dealing with or interacting with? Um, Amber. Okay. I recommend, and of course you do what you think is best, recommend call Amber. Uh, Amber's a little mm-hmm. bit difficult to get in touch with these days because her son is, is uh, dealing with some liver problems. Uh, but get Amber on the phone. Get Amber on the phone and just say, Dr. Beam recommended that I talk to David. Now, okay. Amber can help set that up for you. Um, David would be the guy to deal with your husband because he understands addiction. Mm-hmm. But he's also extremely okay. he's extremely compassionate, extremely understanding. And he's pro-marriage. Very pro-marriage. <laughs> Just throw that oh, one there. I'm very, <laughs> very pro-marriage. And so uh, since the fact that he's willing to get help, let's get him to the right kind mm-hmm. of help. And 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 uh, and so I recommend that you give that a shot. I'll guarantee you it's going to be a an extremely different experience than he oh. had with that counselor. Oh, and they it's made help. me terrified to search anywhere else for something different because now it's like, right. you know, what are they going to tell him? Here we are fighting right. for our marriage, and then this right. guy is actually advertised as marriage counseling exactly. and pre-marriage, yeah. and I'm like, but yet you're going to tell somebody to leave like that. And yeah. Just... So. Yeah. I I wish you were the first person who has said this to us, but it's unbelievable the amount of people who say, "Well, our counselor told my husband or us together or whatever that we should divorce, we should leave, we should have revenge affairs." I mean, it's insane. Um, well, it's David's the right help for you. Okay. Yeah, we love good okay. marriage counselors. Good marriage counselors are awesome. But just what you said, sometimes it's a roll of the dice. And and, yes. uh, and so we actually have marriage counselors we refer people to because we know how good they are. But in your situation, I'm recommending David. So mm-hmm. just give him a call and check into that, okay? Yeah, and don't lose okay. – I mean, this is very – the fact that that happened is, of course, an obstacle. But don't lose hope. Go back to the fact that your husband came to you. He's wanting help. Y'all are wanting to try and make this work. At least you were, you know, at some point not that long ago. And that can come back again. That yeah. absolutely. So cling to that, get back to that, and there's absolutely hope for this situation. You can definitely move past it together. You can. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You can. So in the meantime, do I just work on my pies and stay? Because I know yeah. that he subscribed. He's in um, on Zeus, the dating site right now. Um, I know it's not something he gets on all the time, but he said that when he's in that moment of the addiction. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. a lot of negative the, thoughts, and he, like, right. freaks out. The sooner you can get with David, the better that's going to be. Okay. Plus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something, okay. and I'll, I'll, I'll tell Amber, but uh, I'm going to give you something that actually is a, a program for you and your husband to work through that's about sex, but it's going to be concentrating on how to develop better sex between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And, and toward the end of that program, it actually addresses the pornography thing, but we do it at the end of the program because it helps understand how that works. I'm going to give that to you as well, and I'll tell Amber about that mm-hmm. so that she can give oh, it to you. Oh, thank you so okay. much. Okay, you're very welcome. Thank you. Take care. And thank you. Thank you, Whitney. Joe, um, I believe that you. we are about to be releasing a new, uh, on our YouTube channel, we do series of different videos. We did one over the past three weeks on what to do if you're, 
spouse wants a divorce. You should. You <laughs> they have me doing so many YouTube videos. What but before do? you do that, you promise to give them a link. Yeah, I will. Hold okay. on. All right. So what to do if your spouse wants a divorce. The next, one of the upcoming ones that we have that are coming out are, is a YouTube series about the perils of counseling. The pros and cons of counseling, good and bad counselors. So if you want to watch those videos, if you just heard Whitney and you said, I want to avoid that, or oh my goodness, that's what happened to us, whatever that might be, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you'll get notifications when our videos come and be sure to watch those videos when they come out. Right. And the ones you're talking about where my spouse wants a divorce, what do I do? And it's, 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 there are three videos. In and those are series. our, or those are in the middle of being, that's our current series. That are we they have already up, now. Jesse? We have our part three posted today. Part three posted today. Part three so then coming out today. Will be so you can be able to watch one, two, and three. Those are awesome videos. And they're free. And they're, yeah, it's all on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then the next, one of the next series we have coming up again is about the counseling. How do you find a good counselor? What do you avoid? What do you look for? Should you get a counselor? So absolutely be sure to look into that. Now, if you're thinking, well, I don't know that we need a counselor right now. I don't feel good about that, but I know I need something for my marriage. Earlier in the program, we talked about the Save My Marriage program, and that is opening today. It has its grand reopening, and so we are inviting people to join, to become a part of that community. And the link, if you are interested in that, it's posted on the Facebook uh, video that we have going right now. You can find the link there. But if you're listening in, the link is your, Y-O-U-R dot marriagehelper dot com slash save my marriage. So your dot marriagehelper dot com slash save my marriage. You'll be able to read more about the course there, join and become a member from there as well. And it's launching today. So like places when they do grand openings or grand reopenings, there's some free goodies that you're going to get when you join today. You'll also get instant access to the course. You'll be able to uh, be a part of that secret community that's on Facebook filled with other people who have gone through this course as well provide encouragement for you, guidance for you, things like that. And also starting in just six days is going to be the first call of the season with Dr. Joe Beam. So what that means is it's a group support call. You'll be able to join it next Tuesday, January 8th. You'll be able to ask Joe specific questions about your situation in regards to what you're learning through the course as well. And so Dr. Beam will be doing that. Sometimes I might, sometimes some other of our marriage helper staff and team members and coaches might be on there as well. But this is a program for you for specifically the situation of my spouse is disengaged and I want to save my marriage. What do I do? This is the absolute best next thing you can do. Okay. And so that's uh, slash save my marriage is all one word. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if it's type capital letter or small letters. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Okay. Excellent. Doesn't Very matter. Good. Just make sure it's all in English and you'll be able to find it. What were you going to say? I was going to say that if you decide to come into getting that course, and if you on Tuesday come to that, that uh, uh, group call that we do on Tuesday, you get to type your questions in. Get there early. Type your question in early because sometimes we'll wind up with like 150, 200 questions, and I can't get to all of those. But I'll get to as many as I can. So you mm -hmm. make sure you're in it when it first comes on, which will start at uh, – what time does it start at night? 
I do not know. I think it starts. <laughs> well, you'll go, you'll, if you sign for the course, it'll give you all information. Know. And you get there immediately and put those questions in so I can get to your questions as quickly as possible. Yeah, we would love to have you be a part of that community, though. It's um, We're excited that it's relaunching, having those calls with Dr. Beam. I mean, it's going to be absolutely, absolutely life-changing for the people who are in it. And I don't, I don't say that half-heartedly or lightheartedly, but it just seems like what we do at Marriage Helper saves people's lives. And that's not because of me or Joe, there's something much greater than us at work within it. Um, But we we're just stewards of it. So we're, we want to share it with you. We want you to have hope. We want you to get the help that you need, whatever that takes. We're here for you. If you have questions throughout this week and you want to talk to someone on our team, ask questions about our workshop or the online program or coaching, as Joe has been talking about throughout the program, then please call our office. Our number is 866-9030-990. Again, it's 866-9030-990. You can also visit us at marriagehelper.com and look at some of our articles. Some of our podcasts are up there as well. And again, with our YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com and be sure slash marriage helper, youtube.com slash marriage helper, and be sure to subscribe to our page so you get those notifications. And then lastly, if you ever miss one of these programs and you want to go back and hear back what happened, then subscribe to Marriage Radio on iTunes or on Google Play, depending if you're Apple or Android. But you can find us and subscribe and you'll get updates whenever we have a show right to your phone. You can listen to it in the car, at work, when you're trying to fall asleep, whatever it might be. We are there and present for you. Those are all my announcements. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll see you Monday. We'll see you Monday at 1230. Happy New Year. Okay. You know what I mean?